0: What is going on, everybody? Today on this show, we're going to talk about the Illinois Fighting Illini and their heartbreaking loss to Michigan on Saturday. That when they traveled to Ann Arbor to face off against the number three ranked Michigan Wolverines, they lose in a heartbreaking last few second field goals, uh, nineteen to seventeen, uh, to, to lose almost all hopes of this Big Ten title championship appearance that we were all hoping for at one point in the season. Illinois is now on a three-game losing streak after being 7-1. and Now they end up being 7-4. and We're going to talk about that game today. <clears throat> uh, before we dive into that, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow it around Apple and iTunes. Help goes a long way. Also, check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Check out blogs, podcasts, and everything sports-related and non-sports-related Check it out at BellyUpSports.com to check out the BellyUp Media Network. Before we dive and discuss anything with Illinois football, Coach Bielema will never, ever watch this, hear this, probably doesn't even know who I am. I am going to come out and say that thoughts and prayers have been with Coach Bielema. Uh, his mother passed away last week, and so thoughts and prayers are with him, and I hope that all of Illini Nation are giving him The thoughts and prayers and good vibes towards him and his family. That's a tough thing to go through. And never want anybody to go through that, obviously. So he'll never see this. But Coach Bielama as a fan of you of what you're doing for the Illinois football program, from coach to coach. I know you're a college football coach and I am a high school football coach. Thoughts and prayers for you and your family. Um I know he wanted privacy and I know he'll never see my tweets. I didn't want to tag him in it, so um, you know he'll never see it, but his phone was probably blowing up. But thoughts and prayers to him. He wasn't even they didn't even know if he was going to be able to coach this game. He didn't know if he was going to be able to be there. So it just shows the toughness, the dedication that he has to the team, to the you know, University of Illinois, to those players, to his coaches to come in and say I'm going to go to battle with you guys. It this shows that they have each other's back. He has their back, and I think how they played, the toughness they showed, what the coaches probably picked up a lot of slack for him while he was dealing with all that. Shows what the culture, I've always talked about culture that Coach Beal was bringing in, what he has brought in and what has shown um, there. And so prayers to him to come back and coach the game. Um, We talked about Illinois kind of, you know, they're on this losing streak, this Big Ten championship appearance was out of their control now they needed some things to go right they to help out their case they needed to win their last two games versus Michigan and the Northwestern next week they needed some other teams to lose and there's other teams to step up um people really thought that Illinois could get their butts whipped this game and it goes back to showing toughness I thought they had a good game plan coming in I think they could have sustained some more drives on offense they could have capitalized more but defensively, they they did the, they held their own. You know they were going up against one of the nation's leading rushers. Uh, Illinois has the leading rusher, and then Michigan has their own leading rusher in the backfield uh, to 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 control that a little bit with them. Um, you know, and Korm over there, their running back. Now he did have 108 yards on a touchdown, but you know he was averaging over 100 yards or so per game. So I thought the defensive line battled with the Michigan offensive line pretty well. Um, J.J. McCarthy, they held him to 208 yards, which that is holding him and didn't have. um, I believe he did not have a touchdown pass. So to hold Michigan to – the defense did its job. You know, when you look at yards and what happened there, that never always tells the story. Total yards 376, yards 207 through the air, 168 on the ground. Um, for Michigan, they had the fumble loss. So, but Michigan held the ball longer—35 minutes on offense. It was just kind of the same old song and dance here with Illinois these past few games, where they're moving the ball on offense. They just never seem to find a way to finish drives, or they have a big penalty, uh, miss block. Just something doesn't go right on offense. Illinois had 326 yards of offense, 170 through the air, 148 on the ground. They'd have those four penalties for 40 yards. They rushed um, 4.4 yards. Because Michigan has a tough defense. Michigan has a tough offense. And for Illinois to come out with the injuries they have on defense that no one seems to want to talk about, when you have all those injuries – With your corners and your safeties and your linebackers, it puts a lot of pressure on the backups, puts a lot of pressure on your D-line up front to come up and do which job to try to help make your job easier. Uh, I thought they got McCarthy out of the pocket a lot. The, The defensive line had really good extension on the offensive line. They held their own up front in the trenches. I know that Borum broke some runs. It was just poor tackling and open space. Again, when you have injuries, if you're not healthy, you have backups coming in against one of the top leading rushers in Boreham. You're, you know, a quorum, you're going to have, you have to make those tackles, but he's a really good running back. I think he broke 10 tackles um, in open space. I believe that's what I read. So those type of things are what's going to help lead Michigan to a win. Uh, But there was just a lot of field goals made uh, on Michigan's part. Illinois was losing at halftime. Seven to three and Jim Harbaugh is 40 something and one when winning at halftime. Illinois had its big third quarter where they finally started to finish drives and get going and they score 14 points to Michigan's 3. Illinois was up. Then Michigan comes in and hits three field goals in the fourth quarter while Illinois can't put a drive together. And that's just been kind of the story of Illinois these past this losing streak. Um, the wins that we've had, Illinois has found a way to battle through these type of things. These things have been happening to Illinois. Almost every game besides, you know, your big-time wins versus Wisconsin, where they got up, you know, scored a lot of points. It's just sustaining drives. It's – I think Illinois relies on the run game a lot, and it works for them. Then there's times where, when they do get into passing situations, sometimes it just doesn't work out. I've said before I think Illinois needs to to pass a little more, but it's it's contradicting myself because – who are the guys that they're going to throw the ball to? We still don't have the guy. It's been Isaiah Williams. We have these role type wide receivers. We don't have like a big one stud that they that that this is the guy you're going to throw to when it's third and five. It's been Chase Brown giving the ball Isaiah Williams or a wide receiver is stepping up. We do have good wide receivers. But when you look at some of these other programs, they always have the one receiver that they're going to look to. Ohio State always has them. Michigan will have one. Uh, Alabama's of the world and everything else. And they're still building. Illinois is still building. Uh, It seems like we're ahead of schedule this year. And I've talked about it on here about Illinois fans. We need to take a step back and realize that there's three- or five-year plans, and I know Coach Bielma, he's not here to win five games. He's here to compete for the Big Ten. And I think even he is feeling, maybe not, um, that they're ahead of schedule. I think they were ahead of schedule. because I said they're going to win around six games just because of it being Illinois, of, it being, of who they're playing, how those other teams are going to go. And they've had some big-time wins, but now they've tried to have to battle through some injuries. They have to battle through – Uh, these situations and learn how to win and learn how to continue winning. And then Illinois fans put this all extra pressure on top instead of taking it week by week. You know, this isn't Michigan right now that sustains things like this. This isn't Ohio State that sustains things like this. This is the University of Illinois. Coach is trying to get it to that point. But we have to be so used to, we we have to take it week by week. You know, even I jumped the gun saying I'll buy tickets to go to the Big Ten title if Illinois gets there, and they didn't get. It doesn't look like it's they're going to get there. It's just unfortunate, but they're going to be in a bowl game. They have the opportunity to win next week and go waiting for uh, this game. Iowa State didn't capitalize in the fourth quarter. There were some drives there that I thought, you know, people kept saying the conservative play calling. Where was the play calling here in the third the third quarter? We would have to go back and watch the film and see if Michigan was doing something different on defense where they didn't get there. Uh, well, they're they're just calling plays so they don't lose the game. Uh, you know, oh, well, why they go for it on that fourth down? Well, they have confidence in their defense. They had, they weren't giving up touchdowns. Uh, they trust getting pressure on McCarthy. They trust their tackling up and uh, not, not quite open field. They just trust a lot of things. And things were going for Illinois. Michigan missed. Um, they had two. They had a drop, and then they had the tight end that leaked out, who was wide open. McCarthy got flushed, and he, when he threw it, overthrew him. Uh, it's just they didn't the sustain drives. You know, the thing is, when people say, "Oh, they're conservative play calling," and you know, they're, they're when you call the game to not lose, what what kind of play call do you think would work? Do we have to go? F- I'm I'm the first one that says I think they have to pass more. Maybe maybe they should have. But here's my problem with this. Oh, well, the conservative play calling because they didn't move the ball. You can see there's some graph that somebody put up. It's all BS. You know, outside looking in, tell me what's not calling to win the game. Every time an offensive coordinator makes a play call, they're calling the play to hopefully move the ball to win. So people saying, well, they're being conservative. They're, They're just calling plays to not lose the game. There's truth to that where maybe this has been working and you get away from it. But you have to go back and watch. Is Michigan lining up different? Are they doing something different on defense? Um, maybe they're trying to run the clock out. But my problem is, and it's always been this way let's say Illinois calls run play, and they get 25 yards. They call another run play, and they get 12. Then it's that, and they go down and score by doing those conservative quote unquote run games and everything. And we score, we come down and get another field goal. It's no longer conservative play calling. Michigan just did better things on defense because there was a couple passes, you know, when in that fourth quarter. They dropped back to pass the ball, but they got flushed. They got pressure on DeVito. Um, they brought more than what Illinois had there to block. The old line did what it could. And so I hate when I hear, oh, don't call – like, what do you want them to do? Everybody run a vertical and throw it up? Is that is that what you're looking for? So I hate when I see – oh, conservative play calling. Conservative play calling. You're, you're calling to not lose the game. Not – There's no coach that's out there calling plays or part of it that's not wanting to win the game. So I'm tired of seeing that. I just think that things went against Illinois. You never, you know, they're in the big house. There's 100,000 people there. They had their incident in the locker room. You know, those officials were supposed to, you know, like that whole thing in the locker room and and the hall and the the tunnel, I know it's been there for many, many years and there's never been this problem or have there been these problems, but now that it's been brought to light, you're going to see it more. Um, So that was bad. The refs I thought were bad. Uh, There was a pass interference call on Illinois, but then Michigan did the exact same thing, like had his arm, and they didn't call anything in the fourth quarter. So just things that – took away energy in the fourth quarter you're not going to blame the refs because you still have to sustain drives you have to take opportunities to score whether they're field goals and touchdowns you're never going to put the blame on the ref but when certain calls are made that you know even when the announcers are saying it's wrong when it's put out there saying it's wrong when the instant replay what it's there for and it is, and you don't do it right and then later on they might say oh they'll come back and tell and like, oh yeah they made the right wrong call It's not necessarily the call because Illinois can turn around and play the next play. It's the energy taken away. If you had some type of momentum, it's that energy thing. It's the fake injury thing. It's this call that you know Coach Bielma alluded to after the game, how he said he was pissed off. Um, I saw a quote, something about, you know, it's betting, it's this and that. He's seen it. He's getting tired of sending in film and getting certain answers, and he's tired of feeling things are going wrong here and there because they have. Now, are they sitting like Illinois? Not necessarily, but there's things out there. They want Michigan to be undefeated going into play Ohio State. They still want them a part of the college football playoff. Who knows? They're not going to get – that's a whole other conspiracy thing. But and it's not a 50-50 call where you understand it. It's calls and, – and I'm not talking about all of the games. I'm talking about this specific game where it took energy out. Um, I think that's what hurts. So you can talk about play calling. You can talk about this. You're not complaining about the play calling when they're scoring – but if Michigan's doing something to take some of those things away, again, we are dealing with a quarterback that I wish we had for another year to where we could get some receivers. Uh, you know, you start to build, you have some depth. It's not necessarily who are the receivers, it's depth and moving things around and being a part of it. And so I'm tired of seeing all that. But the, the ref thing, Coach Bioma had a full right to, to bring that up. Because a couple things did not go right for Illinois. A couple things were questionable there for the refs. And he brought it up. And I don't think he's scared to bring it up, obviously. Um, and like the knee, when McCarthy, the the, the 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 fumble thing, he had the ball. It was pushed against the ground. He had his knee on the ground. And it's really like, really, you're not going to call that at all? That's not even a reviewable thing? Um. If you're watching the video, you can see the ball is pushed on the ground. His knee's on the ground. That is a dead ball. That should have been stopped right then and there to roll out, make some type of play. So that part right there was questionable. I don't have um, anything on the pass interference, but I know what people, if you watch the game, you understand what I am talking about with that, where they basically have the arm. Um, And then at the end of the game, where they have that little throw there to get the third it's a third down or it's a fourth down, they're gonna get the first and if it's a big time stop if Illinois can stop them. Um it would be a huge time uh play. It'd be a huge stop, I should say. I'm sorry, it's a huge time stop. Um we're gonna get that up here on the screen. It's a totally illegal play. Coach Bielma tweeted that they're gonna learn how to stop that play and like apologized for it. Um, you know, we're gonna watch where if you're watching the screen, they're five wide and you're gonna see where this guy down here is gonna go block, and this, you know, one of these guys are gonna go block, one guy runs out. Well, when they catch the ball, they're past the line of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage is right here on the 45, and this you know, there's pick plays, but like these screens have to be thrown. They have to we play a team like this in our league in high school. If the ball is caught right at the line of scrimmage, they can block. Because right at the line of scrimmage gotta be behind. And so right here, you're gonna see he like goes to block, he's gonna be way past the line of scrimmage. Catches the like he's past right now. They're blocking, catches the ball. That is such a missed call by the ref that's staying there. You have the ref down here watching, he's watching. Like, how bad does this have to be? And again, you're not going to blame refs for losing the game because you have other opportunities, but that right there is a big time. They stop him. Illinois could probably win the game. So in that aspect, you have to look at that and say, well, we'd have the opportunity to win the game, but BS like that. So it's just kind of weird how those things were happening, whether they're doing that to get back at Billamo for saying things, who knows. But Billa goes to bat for those guys. He's pissed off. We are pissed off as Illinois fans. And you know we have to enjoy the ride still because we are seven and four. We have come a long way. We only won five games last year. We do have an opportunity to win eight. We have an opportunity to win nine. A lot, a lot of things would have to go right for that Big Ten title that I don't think is going to happen. Um, right now, Illinois is sitting third in the Big Ten West at four and four in conference, seven and four overall. Purdue is five and three in conference, seven and four overall. Iowa is back in the mix to go to the Big Ten title. They are also tied for first with Purdue. Well, um, oh, Purdue and Iowa are tied for first, so Illinois second, third, whichever you want to call it. Iowa's at seven and four, five and three in conference. Iowa has beaten Purdue. Purdue has beaten Illinois. Illinois has beaten Iowa. So I think Iowa would get to the Big Ten title if they win. Purdue would get there if Iowa loses, and then Purdue win. Like, it's just a mess. So like I think there's like a 1% chance Illinois gets there. I think they've... They've really lost the grasp there uh, to get to that Big Ten title game, which is unfortunate, but they're still going to a bowl game. Uh, but this this game, the defense played tough with all the injuries, with all everything going against them on those type of calls there. To hold Michigan to 19 points is huge. Illinois just in the first half did not sustain drives, did not get what they exactly needed to do. Chase Brown, Shine, you know, he had way over 100 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He come back off of his little leg injury. Not little. He had a leg injury that he came back from, which was huge. Tom DeVito, I thought, was consistent enough. Uh, again, it's it's coming down to finishing drives, sustaining drives, sustaining blocks. O line did what they could against that old, that Michigan defensive line. Uh, and it you know, just it goes back to sometimes maybe, as a coach, you always want to be 50-50. In a perfect world as an offensive coordinator, you would love to come in and say, my exact play calls are going to be 50% run, 50% pass, and you're going to do your thing. Um that would be perfect. Then there's the extreme where you're like an air raid where you're gonna throw it every, every single time. Then there's the extreme where you're like army and navy and all of them where you're gonna run it, you know, 90% of the time. Sometimes I think Illinois could be 50-50, but I also think there has to come a point where we are running the ball, we're running the ball, run the ball. I think the receivers have been playing better, and I, and I just said, you know, we don't have the guy. I still think they look to throw the ball more. I think you need to do more RPOs as we go into this, and I think that could have really helped. But again, I'm not part of the play calling. Michigan could have changed their defense up. I You know, have to go back and re-watch it. I don't think the conservative play call – was a thing I think they were looking at. Again, we run the ball, run the ball, Chase Brown makes the time. Like, a couple of those drives in the fourth quarter, they did run their little wide zone. Everything got pushed in. He made a cut and made a play. And we don't complain about it if they are getting these big chunk plays. But they have the holding penalty there late, um, which caused them to be like a third and 17. And then, you know, that that's a drive there from Michigan we just showed um, – It's just tough because Illinois came in. They played for Coach Bielma, They played for each other, and they were right there to win the game. They had Michigan on the ropes, so it's more frustrating that this has slipped away. You know, the Purdue game slipped away from us. The Michigan State slipped away, but this one really hurts because you had the number three in in the nation. You had the number three in the college football rankings. You know, to beat them in their house, not at Illinois in their house, and you let and they and it slipped away. And so it's very frustrating, but again, we have to enjoy this ride. We have to enjoy where we are for Illinois football. We have to enjoy where we are for Illinois basketball. And if they can do this now, the, ne- the next year and the rest of the year, I think they're gonna be pissed off and fix it to, to beat Northwestern and to, to, beat, to see the Big 10 title. I don't think so. Um, and beat a, a bowl game, get a lot of recruits in there. You'll have year one of this offense. Coach Loney Jr. had a contract extension for a year. If you can keep Walters around, you can keep the staff around, get these recruits in, you have another year under the defense, you get this full year for this offense, and you go into next year in the same offense, good things will happen. Uh, So Illinois is just a frustrating loss to be a part of, but we are still riding along with Illinois. That is not going anywhere. We still support Coach Bielema and everything else. So we will still be there. Prayers for Coach Bielema, uh and his entire family. And we have one more regular season left with Illinois till we get to the postseason and enjoy Illinois being back in the postseason. But that will wrap up this episode of the Coach Steve Show talking about the Illinois Fighting Illini. Uh, football team uh, go enjoy some Illinois basketball as well they are back in action try to get some podcasts in there with that but with me coaching basketball it'd be tough but thank you guys for watching and or listening like and subscribe on the YouTube channel follow rate it on Apple and iTunes follow me at coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter check out all the affiliates in the description below comment in the comment section down below we will see you guys next time